How many of you agree with me on that? There's so much joy in waking up every day and knowing that the almighty God. Now understand why David will say, who am I that you're mindful of me? Sometimes you wonder, you can't really express and understand this love. No wonder Paul will say that this love of God, you can't comprehend it. I don't understand it, but I bask in it. That's all that I can do. And I don't want to understand it. I just know that he loves me. That's enough for me. Listen, if you know that, it will take away every unbelief in my life. When I know that God loves me, because there's something about love, it takes away every form of darkness. You are no longer in dark about anything. Love shines upon you. I can give you an example. My little boy, my last one. Two occasions. I know what he's able to do as far as his academics. So there's a particular subject, he came and he came with a very low B. And I was somewhat very, let me use the word disappointed. As a parent, I'm a human. So on that occasion I said to him, you know, like most of our youth will express what the Nigerian parents say or African parents. So I said to him, listen to me. If your name is Tomide, you don't get me the right A by next week. You will see what will happen to you. So with trepidation, he tried to. I mean, he worked at it. He really worked at it. And the highest he could give me was a high B. So, I decided I was going to change my strategy. So, I called him into my room one day and I said, Tommy, not only are you better than B, God has deposited so much in you. I said, I want you to know I love you. Whether you get a B or you get a C, I just want you to know I love you. And with that, go do the best that you can. I'll take it. The boy went to see his teachers, went to make sure he was able to access all the help he could. A week later, I was on the road. He sent me a text. Mommy, guess what? I have an A. And not just an A, I have 100 plus 5 points in addition. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that what the law says to us is you have to strive to get it right. But what love says to us, you're already right. Yes. Yes. There's nothing to change about you. You're as perfect as perfect can be. Listen, that's a difficult thing to comprehend. Because when I see myself, many times I see myself from my frailty and my weakness. Whereas when God sees me, God sees a perfect person. Because you need to understand, it is not me, it is Christ. He paid the price. What God demanded, Christ gave it to him. That is why when I pray, he doesn't hear Tosin pray, he hears Christ praying. That's when I talk, he doesn't hear Tosin talking, he hears Christ talking. Because if God sees me as Tosin, then God becomes an unjust God. 
that which Christ has paid for has become a secondary thing. But if it's the primary thing, when I go before him, all he sees is the perfect sacrifice. The sacrifice that has been paid one time and does not need to be paid anymore. And so on that premise, I live my life. That is why I live my life from the finished line, not looking to the finished line. When Jesus Christ said it is finished, and then he says, go in my name. What he was saying to me is, doesn't start from the finished line. The finished line therefore means for me victory. The finished line means for me a healthy life. The finished line means for me joy, fulfillment to the highest capacity that God has given me. Are you hearing me? And I'm saying that to help us all and myself. That many times we are clouded by the things that we go through. I said that two Fridays ago. That what we go through becomes our reality. Whereas our reality is the finished work of Christ. None can undo it. See, there is nothing, whether I doubt it or I don't doubt it, it does not change what God has done. Hence, I can understand. I mean, I've always wondered why Elisha would say to God, open his eyes. And it's in opening his eyes that he saw legions that were surrounding them. Prior to that time, he didn't know. But did it change anything from happening? No. They had always been there. Therefore, your provision, your breakthrough is always there. We just need our eyes of understanding to be open to see what God has finished for us. And many times the enemy poses most of these issues as a mirage. You know what a mirage is? On a very sunny afternoon, you look all the way in front of you. You see, you see a pool of water. And you almost think it is real. You can almost want to walk towards it and want to drink from it because it seems real. But they are just lies of the enemy. The truth is, I stand upon the solid rock. And there is nothing that can move or change what God has said about me. Listen, I am purposed to, I am purposed to be fulfilled. Simple. Let me show you a story in the scripture. Please open with me to the book of 2 Kings. Second Kings chapter 6. Okay, I'm looking for 2 Kings here. Okay, here we go. 2 Kings chapter 6. Let's start from 24. It's a long story, but let's just start from 24. And it happened after this that Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. And indeed, they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and one-fourth of a cab of dove droppings for five shekels of silver. Then, as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. 
And he said, if the Lord does not help you, where can I find help for you? From the threshing floor or from the wine press? Then the king said to her, what is troubling you? And she answered, this woman said to me, give me your son that we may eat him today and we'll eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said to her on the next day, give your son that we may eat him. But she has hidden her son, wise woman. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the woman that he tore his clothes. And as he passed by on the wall, the people looked and there underneath he had sackcloth on his body. Then he said, God do so to me and more also if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on him today. But Elisha was sitting in his house and the elders were sitting with him and the king sent a man ahead of him. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, do you see how this son of a murderer has sent someone to take away my head? May God give us eyes of understanding. That when any trouble, before any trouble comes, we'll understand it. And through that understanding, we can speak the word of God in that situation. That's what Elisha had. Amen? And then he went further. When the messenger comes, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. It's not the sound of his master's feet behind him. My God, what a man. What an enlightening. I mean, to see beyond where every other person that was around him was seen. I'm sure those who were around him were going, what is he talking about? Amen? And while he was still talking with them, there was a messenger coming down to him, and then the king said, surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why, would I, why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Second Kings chapter 7 from verse 1. Then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two tears of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, you will see it with your eyes, but you will not eat of it. This, the, the part of the story I'm going to is about this guy, but if I do not give the context. Many times we may just look at this guy and kind of like write him off without really identifying with him sometimes. The truth is, this guy was living in the reality of the world he was in. There was no food, nothing. I mean, imagine to the extent that they were eating their children. That's reality. That's what this man faced. That's what he saw. He leaned on the king's hand. The king heard wisdom from him. And so this guy saw it all. He saw the adverse effect of this famine on the people. And so when Elijah said, thus saith the Lord, he only could talk from the standpoint of the reality that he was living in. Because unbelief by this time has clouded his judgment. He can't believe that there's anything good that can come out of this situation anymore. To the extent that women were killing their children to eat. And sometimes these stories might seem far-fetched. Compared to the reality that we are living in. And we can say to ourselves sometimes, I'm not living in that world. But the truth is, unbelief speaks in different language. The 
the man was just speaking on his own understand from his own understanding based on where he was that's his language he could speak but mine could just be any other thing it could be can i believe that god is able to pay my mortgage even if i'm facing foreclosure tomorrow that's the truth and if I don't grasp that reality and understand that and know where I live from, the truth is, irrespective of what is said to me, I will always be like this guy. Is it possible? I've been in this situation for too long. I've conditioned myself to it. It does not matter what you say from now till tomorrow. I have conditioned myself to it. In fact, I have a plan B. But you know, I said something a few weeks back, you are all of God's plan. God has a vested interest in you. It, therefore, it is not possible for you to fail. It is not possible. Listen, you may come through some things, you may face some things, but at the end of the day, it is not possible for you to fail. Hence, it is important that I see through the lens of the scriptures. Hence, it is important that I see through the finished work. Because if I don't see from the perspective of the finished work, what happens is I live my day every day in unbelief. And for me, unbelief is like grasping at straws. Will this work? Will this not work? Will this work? Will this not work? But when I understand that irrespective of how adverse the situation may be, it is unchanging. He is faithful. Faith said it. He is the I am that I am. He's the one that has done it yesterday. That will do it today. That will forever do it. The story in the Bible is filled with many victories. How God brought men through. The Bible says, one of the things I like about the scripture is when it says, and it came to pass. Because you need to understand that my position or your position, whatever we are facing, it is not the permanent situation. We just need to see through the eyes of the scriptures. Because at the end of the day, the truth is, we are all supposed to bear witness of Christ. Your life is supposed to be a miraculous life on a daily basis. That is what Jesus came for. And if I'm not living it, it does not mean I condemn myself. I'm just living every day, continuing to trust God. I'm maturing in my walk in God. Open with me to the book of Luke, please. Luke chapter 7. I've always wondered at this scripture from verse 20. When John the the Baptist sent his um, disciples to Jesus. And they were to ask Jesus, are you the one? Or should we expect another? Now, I don't know why John the Baptist would ask that question. But it's interesting the answer that Jesus gave him. Notice Jesus did not tell him, I am the Messiah. Go tell him. I'm going to die and be resurrected on the third day. No, he didn't say that. Hear what he said. 
It says, when, from verse 20, when the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And that very hour, he cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirit. And to many blind, he gave sight. Jesus answered and said to them, go tell John the things you have seen and heard that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor of the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Notice what Jesus, the answer Jesus gave to them was very simple. The, the blind will see, the blinds are seeing, the lame is walking. So what Jesus is saying in essence is the, the, the bearing of the witness of the word of God or, or the evidence of the fact that I am a believer is that one, the blind will see, the lame will walk. In other words, what Jesus was saying is, listen, I see See witnesses here. If you are questioning who I am, there is the witness. If you want to see me as a believer, here is the witness. That's what Jesus Christ was saying. That our lives should be a daily experience of the miracles of God. How many of you agree with me? I mean, you seem quiet. Like, okay. But I'm telling you, this is what Jesus Christ died for. This is what he paid the price for. That we will live a victorious life. That our life should not be up today and down tomorrow. Our life should be from victory to victory. Because the grace of God is ever available. Hear me, the Bible says, uh, Jesus Christ would say in the book of Luke, he said, fear not little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In other words, the fulfillment for God is that you and I are walking in what he has finished. Joy, God does not derive any joy if we are living a defeated life. The only joy God derives from everything that he sees in us is that we believe him and we are living a victorious life. That means come what may, I know who I am. I am confident of the outcome of this situation. This situation is not going to defeat me. I am already an overcomer. I am not going to be an overcomer. I am an overcomer. That's why the Bible says we are more than conqueror through him who loved us. That is the story of our lives. We live every day with an expectation. I get up every day asking God, God open my eyes to see where you are today. Because I know that once he opens my eyes, I see it, I will live victoriously that day. See, I'm telling you, this is not a cliche. I know what every day means to me now. If you asked me this a year ago, it would be different. And I'm glad because many of you touched me a year ago. You knew where I was. I'm not saying again, I'm not saying this again because of the fact that maybe God has brought some blessings my way. I just have a confident knowing within me now that irrespective of what stands in my way, I'm already a victor. 
Hear me, I have an opportunity every day in the face of any situation to show that my God has given me the victory. Simple. I mean, look at Jesus Christ. Pastor Shino says this all the time. If you want to learn anything, just see the life of Christ. Let's look at the life of Christ. Show me one minute where he was defeated. Show me one minute where he was depressed. Show me one minute where he felt like the devil knocked him out. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we on this earth. And the reason why we are not attaining it, because we are yet to believe it. And because we are yet to believe it, we feel like we are defeated all the time. The truth is, there's nothing that can kill you except God is ready for you to come. You see, you still don't believe me on that. I was sharing with someone the other day, we were talking, and they, we were talking about the airplane crash and all of that. And I said to them, listen, if I get into a plane, I'm going to sleep. And this is the reason I'm going to sleep. God is not going to kill me by plane accident. The way he spoke to Elisha, he's spoken to me. I'm telling you that. I'm not going to get on a plane and die. You have to live with this confidence all the time. Let the enemy wonder why you are disconfident. The Bible says, do not cast away your confidence that has a great recompense of reward. Why? Because you are a witness bearer. Don't you understand? Open with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 2. Let me show you this, that we are witness bearers. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 4. It says, God also bearing witness, both with what? Signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So the question is, where am I positioned in all of this? Say with me, I'm a witness bearer. Oh, come on, say with me, I'm a witness bearer. You need to get up every day knowing this, that there's something good that will come my way today. It is already, see, God has already packaged it concerning your life. God is not going to wake up today because I prayed and come do something for me. It's already done. All God is wanting me to see is for my eyes to be open to see what he has finished for me. And I be able to tap into it and live a life of victory on a daily basis. That means when you're at work and they say there's a promotion due you. But you're not going to get it. You just say to them, aha. If you know the manner of person that is in your workplace, you can't afford not to give me what is mine. Because you are not the one that gives it to me. It's God. Because the Bible, I read in the scripture that promotion that comes from the east, not the west. It comes only from God. Therefore, there's no man that can hold my promotion. If it's time for me to get it, I get it. As a matter of fact, not because of that only. I want you to know now, based on the fact that you think you can withhold it, I'm going to get a double for my trouble. Listen, I know sometimes most of these things that are said seem far-fetched. But the truth is, this is the reality of our world. This is our own reality. Our reality is not the situations we face. Our reality is the word of God. That is the truth. And if we can live from that standpoint, there is nothing that can be withheld from us. 
Because we can see like Jesus. I mean, look at, imagine, they said Jesus has to pay tax. I know I keep saying this all the time. They said pay tax. And he said to them, go to the, go to the pond there and the first fish you catch, just take the coin out of the mouth. Pastor Mary, does that not seem as if that's not real? I mean, it's like someone say, pay, pay your mortgage. And I said, go to Chase. Tell the bank manager to write my check for you, for me. You, you see how you all laughed? That's how it seemed. But the truth is, there's something about the word of God. It says he watches over his word to perform it. So when I speak and I say, God, my healing is complete. He watches over that word to perform it. When I say, Lord, my mortgage is paid. He watches over the word to perform it. But it all depends on from what standpoint am I speaking. Am I speaking out of knowing that he can do it? Or am I speaking knowing that, hey, listen, my uncle is there who has the money. So who has money? So what I'm going to do is, Dr. Nofio, the money I have with you that day, if God does not come through, please remember to write the check for me. That's true. Let's face reality. I've done it. With one mouth, I'm believing God. I'm saying, God, you're going to do it. The other mouth, I have a plan B. Listen, just in case you don't come through. No, it doesn't. The only way it works is like the three Hebrew boys. God, we are care um, uh, king, we're careful to answer you in this matter. Our God is able to deliver us. Now listen to this. Even if he doesn't deliver, I still will not change my mind. So God, I know you're able to deliver me from this. I don't have an uncle, I don't have an aunt, I don't have anyone, I only have God. I was sharing with a friend the other day. I said I came into the United States and I know how much I had in my pocket. And I came into this country not having a father, not having a mother, not having an uncle that has a connection one way or the other. But thus far that God has brought me. I know it's only been by him. And I said to them, I'm still going to see the best because he has it for me. What am I saying to you? I want faith to arise in your heart today. Listen, unbelief is believing a lie about yourself. That's what unbelief is. Unbelief is saying to me, this is me. But I'm reading the scripture. The scripture does not tell me this is me. So who do I believe? That's what unbelief is. It's believing a lie about myself that God did not tell me. What God says about me is I'm a victor. I am the apple of his eye. I'm a product of love. He said by his own will, he brought me forth by the word of truth. And because he brought me forth, it is his responsibility to take care of me. And the Bible tells me it's not a man that he would lie. Neither is it the son of man that he would repent. As he said it, will he not do it? The truth is he has already done it. We have to live from the finished line. I am whole means I am whole. But Tosi, I don't see you whole. Well, you're not seeing the way I see. If you see, you see, and I'm seeing like Elisha saw. Because I see that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
I'm seeing that I'm more than a conqueror through him. I'm hearing the scripture that said, Beloved, it does not appear what we'll be like. He said, But when he's revealed, we shall be like him. And he that has this hope purifies himself, even as God himself is pure. And from the standpoint of purity, I see perfection. I see that there is nothing missing in my life. Nothing missing in the life of my children. Nothing missing, nothing missing in the life of my friends. Nothing missing in the life of this body. When we look at this body, listen, I look and I see this place filled. If you look around, you may see empty seats. I only see seats that God has brought people in. And it has names on them. You see, I'm only hearing a few amen. You see, there's something about unbelief. You are going to look at me and say, yes, yeah, she's talking foolish again. Listen, I'd rather be foolish and know God than try to be wise and live from the earth. Because unbelief is living from the perspective of the earth. Believer believes from the perspective of heaven. Why? Because you are seated in the heavenlies at the right hand of God. Far above principalities and powers and every name that can be named. Both in this world and in the world to come. So name it, you are living above it. It says if you are risen with Christ, it says set your eyes on the things which are above. And the truth is, unbelief makes me look at the earth. I see the things that are around me. Whereas when I believe, I look above. And I'm sitting from a vantage point of view, knowing that I'm complete in him. Listen, Sister Lola, when somebody say I'm complete in something, is there anything you can add to it? Oh, come on. As he is, so am I. So he says I'm complete in him. Who wants to take anything away? Who wants to add anything to it? I am just complete, Period. That is the truth of who you are. That is the position you live from. Tosin, you're not feeling well. I wish above all things that you be in health and prosper, even as your soul prospers. Listen, that's God's wish for me. And God's wishes are already come to pass. Because when I look at Christ, He said it is finished. Listen, there's something powerful about that word, it is finished. When you're running a hundred meter race, you see someone at the finish line. Do you still look for them to go to the beginning again? Uh -uh. They finished it. So the problem that we have is unbelief makes us go back again to the beginning. I want to try and run a race by ourselves that we are not able to finish. A race along the line, there are too many things that will handicap us. But Jesus, one time, did it all. That when you get up every day, you will know you are victorious because you bear him witness. Listen, God needs witnesses on the earth. He needs men and women to bear him witness. That indeed is a God that has taken care of everything that pertains to you. If he clothes... The lily of the valley. <laughs> it feeds the raven. What about you and I? David said, I've been young and old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor their seed begging bread. You are not destined to beg bread. And you will never beg bread. You are a child of victory. 
You are more than conqueror through him that loved you. In my house, I'm trying to teach my children how to understand this faith that I've taken hold of. And every time, especially my daughter, I have a lot of time with her to talk. And I share with her a lot about the faith. When I'm trusting God for something, I call her. I said, tell me this is what's going on. And the other day, one thing she said that blessed my heart. Many, many, many interesting testimonies that she's brought. And that thing has gladdened my heart. Because I want a generation that will know the God of their fathers. That they will see me live this faith on a daily basis. They will see me in my times when I'm weak. And see me in the times when I'm strong. I want you to know that. And she walked up to my room, walked into my room the other day. I said, Mom, you know, I've been trying to take this um, particular aspect of linear math that she's taken. And um, she said she, she's been finding it very difficult. She said she just hasn't been able to get it. And she hasn't even gone for help. She said, finally, I just said, God, help me. She said it didn't take but a second for the answer to be visible to her. Listen, when you pray, God hears it like Jesus is praying. I want you to know that this is your life. This is the story of your life. You are victorious in any circumstance. And I'm saying this to also challenge our youth. You don't know what you know because you know it. You know what you know by the grace of God. And if you can learn to just pray for just one minute, two minutes, three minutes, and you begin to see the hand of God move, and just say foolishly, like say, okay, Tosin said something, let me even try it. But my desire is that every one of us in this house, we will know the victory that has been given to us. We will know that we are victors. We will know that we are unshakable. We'll know that the story of our life has been written. No man can rewrite it again. You will know that you know. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You will know that you know you live a life of exceedingly, abundantly, and above. Because Jesus said, I have come that you will have life and have it in abundance. And I want you to know that abundance has been paid for. There is nothing you can do to change it again. You just have to tap into it and live from it on a daily basis. Do you think... Bill Gates' children live thinking about what they will feed on on a daily basis. They live from the standpoint of victory. And if you can just imagine that that's what has been paid for you. That when you are in unbelief, you're looking at the earth realm. But when you believe, you're looking from where you are. The position that has been given to you. No man can change your position. It has been sealed, written unchangeable. Listen, irrespective of it, God loves you though. And it's his love that keeps crying to you every day. I want you to see what I've done for you. I want your eyes to open and see that I finished it for you. And know that I can calm any storm in your life. I read a scripture the other day from the book of Mark. Go there with me and that's I'm going to wrap up. Mark chapter 4. 
if I can have that in message version. It says, late that day, from verse 35, Mark chapter 4, from verse 35. It says, late that day, he said to them, let's go across to the other side. That's also a powerful word there. Let's go across to the side of believing. Come on. Let's go across to the other side. I've been on this side for too long. Unbelief has clouded my mind for too long. Let us go over to the other side. How many wants to take that journey? Let's go over to the other side. Let's go over to the other side. Say, I'm going to the other side. Say with me, I'm going to the other side. Oh, listen, if you, if you don't believe me, just believe me for this thing. You are already tired of where you are already anyway. I'm tired of where I am, so I don't know about you. So I'm tired of this side. At least let me experience this other side. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So if there's anything that will push you, at least on this side, I've not seen results. Listen, I wake up at 6 a.m. every day. I come home at 8 p.m. And I'm still yet to catch up with my bills. Does that say something to me? You know, I like Ecclesiastes 9. I'm going to go back to that scripture. He said, I've seen something that has happened under the sun. The race is not given to the swift. <laughs> oh, let's go there. Ecclesiastes 9, then we'll come back to this one, please. Ecclesiastes 9, I believe it's from verse 11. He said, I returned, I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. Another um, translation will say, time and the right place happens to them all. I'm saying to you, where you're on the right place, where you are in the right place, you are on the side of believing, you will then realize that the race is not given to the swift. It's not by my skill. It's not by the things that I can do. But I happen to be on the right side. And I happen to see the right things. And I happen to be able to speak the right things into my life. And I happen to be called the child of God. Listen, there's something that that name carries. I'm not talking about the child of Bill Gates. I'm talking about the owner of the cattle upon the thousand hills. That says the silver and the gold, they are mine. That says, I wish above all things that you be in health and prosper, even as your soul prospers. I want you to know that's who you are. You are the child of the Most High God. You are a finished product. You are as perfect as perfect can be. Your life has been written. 
There is nothing that I can be changed about you. The blood has sealed it. The Holy Spirit lives within you. It lives to guide you, to comfort you, to counsel you. You are not an ordinary being. You stand as a supernatural being. You stand with the eyes of God. You are the representation of God on this earth. There is nothing that can change that. You are the brightness of his glory. I'm telling you this. You are the beauty of God. I am the most beautiful person on the face of this earth. Depending on the glasses that you put on. I want you to know that. That all around me I see glory. All around me I see perfection. All around me I see blessing. I look to my right, I am blessed. I look to my left, I am blessed. I look in front of me, I am blessed. I look at my back, I am blessed. Everything that I look at, it is blessed. Because I am the blessed child of God. I am the child of the owner of the cattle upon the thousand hill. The one that said the silver and the gold is is. The one that says I do not change, I am the God. The one that I said I have chosen to bless you and no man can curse. The one that says of you, you are the apple of my eye. I want you to know the one that says you are heirs of the, of the kingdom. My God, you are joint heirs with Christ. I want you to know that's what is said about you. It is written of you that you are the head and not the tail. It is written of you. You are above, you will not be beneath. It is written of you. You will walk, you will sow as an eagle. It is written of you that according to the word of God, you sower upon the wings as the eagle. Oh, I wish I know believers in this house. Men that can join with me this afternoon and say, I am not ordinary. I am the blessed child of God. Every situation has to bow because I know who I am. I know whom I belong to. That people in this house will say with me, I am child that is loved. And I believe I am loved. And nothing can change that. Say with me, sufficient for today is my provision. Say sufficient for today is the grace of God. Say sufficient for today is my good health. Somebody has paid for it. And I leave it out to the glory of his name. Oh, somebody give him praise. 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 Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him praise. I have this treasure in that in vessel. That the excellency of power will be of God and not of me. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. I am not hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. praise. I am a child praise. of God. Somebody give him praise. praise. I have all things. <laughs> oh, why you're still standing? Why you're still standing? I don't care what the waves or the winds, what they are saying. 
They have a voice. <laughs> they can make any sound. But hear me. Not only am I hearing the sound of the abundance of rain. I see the abundance of rain. Not only am I going to see it happen. I'm seeing it happen. That's the perspective you and I look from. When God spoke you, he spoke you into being. He said you are very good. What Jesus Christ paid for was for you to come back to the beginnings of beginning and enjoy your life like it was in the beginnings of beginnings. Where God made everything and he positioned you in it. And he says, tend to this thing. For I've given it to you. Open your eyes today. As far as you can see, God has given you. No wonder it's about the opening of our eyes. Because God will take Abraham and say, come Abraham. As far as your eyes can see, that I have given you. Yes. Amen. I want us to pray this afternoon as we wrap up. As we look at the waves and the sea. He says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, oh sorry, I want to read it from Pastor Shino's translation. Later that day he said to them, let's go across to the other side. They took him in the boat as he was. Other boats came along. A huge storm came up. Waves poured into the boat, threatening to sink it. This can be likened to whether it's your mortgage, is your health, is your children that are unruly. It doesn't matter what. He says, they roused him saying, teacher, is it nothing to you that we're going down? Awake now. He told the wind, pipe down. <laughs> hey, and he said to the sea, quiet, settle down. I said this the other day, you know how your friends rages on and you say to them, my friend, pipe down. Just settle down. Chill out. This afternoon as we pray, I want you to look at every storm. The eye of the storm itself. And say, pipe down. Settle down. Join with me this afternoon. Say to every situation, Say to every situation, say pipe down. To every situation, say settle down. Say it again, say it again with me, say pipe down. Say settle down. Oh, listen, I like what followed. He said the wind ran out of breath and the sea became smooth as glass. Every wind in your life I speak to it right now that they run out of breath in the name of Jesus. I speak to every situation in your life that they settle down as a glass, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And I declare right now, according to the word of God, that every raging storm in your life, pipe down. Every raging storm in your life, settle down. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands with me this afternoon. Say, Lord, I receive. I receive 
the manifestation of your finished work in my life. Say you have said to me, pipe down, settle down. Say the situation in my life is out of breath and there is calm in my life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, lift up your hands this afternoon and give him praise. I want to say to you, as you step into this week, no matter what the rages and the lies of the enemy is, say to the enemy, pipe down. Say to the enemy, settle down. And they will settle down. Because you are a product of God. Whatever you say, God watches over it to perform it. Because it's finished it already. Say with me, I am a blessed child of God. Say I'm blessed with all blessings. Say nothing is missing in my life. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God.